and we are live with the All Gas No Breaks Sports Podcast Show. I am your co-host Nick Bavona, and I am joined once again alongside Grayson Sheepy G Marino and Andrew Johnson as we are coming off another crazy week in the world of sports with college football and the National Football League. And guys, what what a week we just had this past upcoming weekend with college football and the NFL. And, you know, some crazy games we're going to have to look, you know, go back into. So let's see what happens. Yeah, I mean, what a crazy, another crazy week of college football. I mean, that's why I consistently say it's the best football to watch year in and year out. You never know what the hell is going to happen. Yeah, we've had some major upsets this past week. We had a uh, some more closer upsets, and we've had some uh, some teams kind of come back from the dead, like teams like Texas A&M. And college football playoffs are looking kind of exciting. You know, it seems like the, those top four teams are really making their case of why it should be the top four. A couple of them are on upset watch, but we'll get into that in a uh, in a little bit. And you, you said it, Andrew. We're going to get right into it with one of the bigger upsets of the week. Probably the biggest upset so far of the season. And a game that really shaked up the college football, not only the rankings, but maybe the college football playoff itself. As we had a game between the Kansas State Wildcats going into Norman to take on the sixth-ranked Oklahoma Sooners. Going into the game, it looked like Oklahoma was going to be a heavy favorite. You know, they keep keeping off their stride despite, you know, losing all these guys they had in the offseason. Obviously, no Lincoln Riley anymore, a head coach. So now they have a whole new system and stuff. And Oklahoma started this game off very, very flat at the beginning, falling by two touchdowns early on in the game. And, you know, they kept clawing their way back, eventually tied the game, and eventually made it a one-score game going into the fourth quarter. But in the end, Kansas State goes on the road, knocks off the sixth-ranked Sooners by a final score of 41-34. to Huge upset here in week four. Big win for the Wildcats. and. Certainly a loss for Oklahoma that they're going to remember for the rest of the season as they go from a top 10 team to, you know, barely being in the top 25 polls as of this week. I'm going to say this. This just proves that Big 12 football is not as bad as everybody thinks it is. It is a very deep conference. Well, it's not bad offensively. It's bad defensively. the The defense this year has been shakier than ever. I'll admit that. But, I mean, the football and basketball in that conference are always just very, very competitive. Oh, yeah. What I want to touch upon is Kansas State um, 3-1, beat Oklahoma by a touchdown. You know, they go to Oklahoma. It's not like, okay, they have a home field advantage. You know, the crowd is rocking. They have a lot of things going for them. They don't have a fan base. Well, I mean, it's Kansas State. They've always had a rich basketball history at Kansas State. Uh, the football maybe not so much, but uh, things can obviously change. Uh, go to Oklahoma, they go to Norman. They, you know, absolutely, you know, they dominate. I don't want to say they dominate. I don't. I, I don't want to. I, I want to give. I want to give Oklahoma early on in the game. They started dominating. You know, for they, five minutes left in the first quarter, they were up fourteen to nothing. So yeah. it was not the greatest of starts for yeah Oklahoma. But they, they dominated on the, the way ground. Back. Yeah, no, they uh, they came out like Nick said. They came out firing up fourteen nothing. I don't think Oklahoma is ready for him. I think this was I don't, it was a trap game. It's not like they were going on the road. They got to like you know think about it. A lot of these kids were probably just hanging out in the dorm rooms, not really you know 
oh, yeah, we got to play football. Who is it? Oh, Kansas State. Oh, okay, I can kind of take a mental week off. This just shows you no weeks off in college football, any conference. 100%. But also, you got to think about it, too. Were they really ready for the rushing attack of Martinez? Like, the guy runs for – he runs the ball 21 times. Has 140 yards on the ground and gets four goddamn touchdowns. Well, like, I don't, were, were I don't they, think he was ready for that. I mean, I don't know. They must not have scouted for it. You well, can't let this guy dominate you on the ground like this. Because he is a transfer from Nebraska, and I remember him from Nebraska. He was known for you know being that dual threat quarterback where he could throw the football and could also run at the same time, and he just showed it in this game. He was 21 of 34 for 234 yards and a touchdown pass. And as you said, he ran the ball 21 times for 148 yards of four touchdowns. He counted for five touchdowns in this game alone. Ridiculous. He, I mean, an absolute statement win for him and for the program. I mean, it's big for Kansas State to get a big transfer like that. Because, I, like I said, I remember him being in Nebraska. And he was always a very good quarterback in Nebraska. The problem was the team around him, not so much. Martinez was always, you know, a solid player. He just never got the production around from his teammates. 100%. And you saw in this game, if given the uh, the time and the talent around him, he could be a really good quarterback for a team like Kansas State that could pull off a big upset like this against Oklahoma, and they did just that this week. I mean, I'm also going to say this. I, looking from you know the way this game played, I mean, only four QB hurries and no sacks from the Oklahoma defense. Either that's showing how good the Kansas State line is, or it's showing how bad this Oklahoma D-line is this season. Well, it could be a mix of both. And uh, still early in the season, obviously Oklahoma can come back from this. Uh, can they come back in the college football playoffs? Uh, it's no. Maybe a little I'm bit. I'm going to tell you that. It's it would no. Probably to, not. It would, they it would, would have to take the a table. lot for them they'd to get have, back in They'd there. have to clean sweep the rest of their schedule. Now, and you have to hope for two, maybe even three of those top five teams to go down. Now, the good thing for them is they still have teams like Oklahoma State and Baylor, who we'll go into a little bit later on the show. Big but game. they still have teams that are ranked in the AP poll. And there's teams still like Texas, who, yes, did lose this week, but they're still, you know, getting votes into the AP poll. Teams like Texas Tech now are starting to emerge. There's still opportunities. Even Hell, even Kansas is starting to emerge as you know, a good football team right now. They're up to a 4-0 star. Makes, my, makes that West Virginia loss feel a little bit better. Shout out University of Kansas almost making the AP poll. 125 votes. And 26. If, they, if, they win this, if they win this week, they're going to be in the poll for 100%. They if they win be. this week and someone loses, they're going to be in, into the AP poll which is huge for that program because I don't think they've been in the AP poll since that 2007-2008 season. I think it's been, I don't remember the last time they were in the AP poll. I think oh. you're right on that. It's definitely been at least 12 years. But like I said, I mean, there's still a chance for Oklahoma to get back into the playoff, but it would take a, a lutiny of bad things to happen to the teams above them, and they would have to win out to basically get back into the, the football discussion. 100%. Speaking of those teams, almost on upset alert, uh, Clemson beating Wake Forest in double overtime. Uh, nail biter. I watched that game from start to finish. I couldn't believe what was going on. Uh, Nick, want to give us your thoughts on that? So this game, you know, this seemed like a Big 12 game at heart. I mean, the way that there was no defense involved at all. A double overtime finish. Clemson hanging on 51-45 the final. I mean... Wake Forest the week before had a 
you know, a great win, holding on to beat Liberty by a point. Coming into this game, you know, a huge game against the fifth-ranked Clemson Tigers, a chance to make a national, you know, impact statement win. Now, in the end, they don't win the game, but I still think they make a statement to the whole world and say, hey, listen, there's some great things going on here at Wake Forest. We've started to turn the program around. I think we're starting to, you know, get into that right direction where we could be a powerhouse in the ACC for football. And this game, I think, alone does prove that, that, hey, listen, they can hang in with some teams like Clemson or any of the big powerhouses in college football. And in the end, they don't get the win as DJ Ugalele had himself a monster day for the Clemson Tigers. He has over 370 yards passing, five touchdowns. He's one of three Clemson quarterbacks in the past, I believe it was eight years to do that, where he has five touchdowns, no interceptions, and over 350 yards. I believe the other two were Deshaun Watson and Taj Boyd. So, so he's yes, so he's in. He's already. You know, we saw how last year went for him. It was not a really good season. It had so much expectations after you know Trevor Lawrence got drafted that Clemson Tigers were hoping he would be the answer. It was not obviously the answer last season for Clemson, but we're starting to see that talent that Clemson saw at him from last season, and we're starting to see it this season. And if he continues to go that way. Clemson might just be a very scary team to face this season, and they're showing that they are going to be a very tough team to you know defend when it comes to trying to trying to stop them on defense. I mean, if you want to talk about big games, though, I mean, are you just going to ignore Sam Hartman? Six TDs, twenty of twenty nine for three thirty seven. No, like, I, I can't ignore. Holy I mean, he had, crap. He bro. has an, a monster game. It's just, it just you feel terrible for the kid, knowing that the fact that he throws six touchdowns. And it's not enough to help his team win due to the fact that his defense really just did not have that have a day at all. You know, I mean, you know, Nick, I could have sworn when Clem when uh, Clemson went for two and they didn't get it, I could have sworn, okay, that's it. You know, Wake Forest is done messing around here. They're gonna go, you know, send Clemson home packing. You know, that was gonna be it. And I'm shocked. You know, I don't want to say shocked, but the way it was going, I was, you know, could have sworn it was. At Wake Forest, you know, it's home stadium, home, you know, hometown advantage. They couldn't get it done. But yeah, like you said, Wake Forest has a lot of things to be proud of. And with one thing I want to bring up is with the emerging super conferences, like, you know, Texas going to the SEC and Oklahoma going to the SEC eventually. Uh, I think Wake Forest is going to put themselves in a position to be one of those future conference leaders. Like we saw 10 years ago when the Big East finally imploded. Uh, at least in college football, you saw a lot of other teams come step up. Like, hey, you know, this is our opportunity. This is our like, you know, this is our chance now. Uh, so I think Wake Forest might, you know, see, you know, conferences around them getting, you know, I don't want to see it dismantled, but you know, it gets realigned, and they could be that big player in that conference going forward. No, I yeah. agree with that. I, I think you're absolutely right. I think the way the ACC is constructed right now, there's a lot of really good teams in this conference. I mean. I don't want to toot my own horn. My own Syracuse aren't a four and all right now in the season after they barely hang on to beat Virginia. But you know, there's teams still like North Carolina, who's still very competitive in games. We've seen Kansas State, uh, not Kansas State, sorry. We see Pittsburgh, you know, start to get a little bit better. You know, we'll see how they fare out the rest of the season after, you know, their first year without Kenny Pickett. Florida State right now is starting to see emerge a little bit better now and starting to see maybe a little bit of reminiscence of their old days with Jimbo Fisher. They're off the four and zero start. Obviously, this Wake Forest team—they proved that they they might be a really good team as the NC year goes State. on. And you're right, NC State. 
they've got that big showdown with Clemson this upcoming Saturday. Top 10 matchup, one of the first of the season. I mean, it's a huge opportunity for NC State because at the beginning of the season, we saw struggling against ECU, barely hanging on to win that game. They've looked a lot better since then. But can they slow down what looks to be a high-octane offense from the Clemson Tigers? It's going to be a good game. That There's a reason it's going to be primetime. And I think we'll get a little bit more into that later. But talk about one of these, you know, big games that we had this past Saturday. How about a crucial game in the SEC between the Tennessee Volunteers and the Florida Gators in Knoxville? I mean, what a win we see from Tennessee in this game. Hang it on. Florida does make a late rally, gets a touchdown and an onside kick, almost looking like the Jets and Browns game we saw last week when which the Jets made a great comeback to win the game. And Florida was very close to doing the exact same thing in this scenario, but Tennessee would hang on to win this game 38 to 33. We saw, you know, the emergence of Hendon Hooker who has been unbelievable so far for the Volunteers. He had 349 yards passing, two touchdowns. Also ran the ball for 112 yards and a touchdown himself. And he outduels Anthony Richardson, who was a Heisman candidate for me at the beginning of the season. He played like shit. (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't say he played like that. He still had a really good game either way. I don't want to miscredit him. He had a good game. I mean, him throwing for 450 yards and two touchdowns, and plus he ran in for two touchdowns. I wouldn't say that's playing like crap. he He had himself a day. He's still, he, at the same time, he barely completed fifty percent of his passes. But it just shows that he's really realistically this entire this offense right now. Florida's I mean, still trying to find that identity, other than Anthony Richardson. They have obviously have Travis Etienne's brother, Trevor Etienne, but they really haven't seen the emergence of him just yet so far in the young season. They're trying to find another playmaker to help him. That, so far, they haven't really found that second playmaker. I mean, it's it's hard to judge Etienne. The guy only gets nine carries. I mean, like. But that's what I'm saying. I'm saying. Yeah. No. I mean, that, I don't think they've seen it yet, and the, like the amount of times yeah. that they give. No, it. that's a hundred. I mean, I get it. I mean, but you know, you're only giving the guy nine carries. Like, yes. Yeah. No. There's, there's still he still has a chance to prove that, but as of right now, they're not seeing it from him. No, that's fair. I mean, I just, I, I think it's very unfair to judge these running backs that get you know under ten carries. Be like, oh well, you, you know, you gotta show me more. I mean, it might take them two, three carries to get comfortable in the game. I mean, and then you don't call their number for, you know, a quarter. And then you expect them to go back out there and get comfortable again? Like, it, it's – I just personally think it's very unfair. I mean, maybe it's these running backs now that you want them to just explosive pillies right out of the bat. I mean I... – Well, I mean, for a hot second, everyone felt, okay, Florida is back. You know, they started, you know, hot. They had that heartbreaking loss versus Kentucky earlier in the season. We get into Kentucky football later this uh of his podcast, but Anthony Richardson's looking like, you know, he's taking a step back, but he's still proving he's that guy. If you can throw for 450 yards and have four touchdowns, whether they're passing or rushing touchdowns, uh, the defense is, has to be bad for that. doesn't mean if, if they pick you off four times, you're still scoring four times on them. It's still, uh, I don't want to say more like, a little bit like James Winston in his infamous 30-30 uh, club, but uh, still very high level of play from Anthony Richardson these uh, last couple of games. And, I mean, yeah, he's he's definitely kept Florida in these games in which they've looked like they've been out of it. Because mostly in this game, Tennessee was controlling the football, and it looked like they were going to cruise to an easy win. But Florida would just not go away. 
And that's been the really the story of the Gators so far this season. They're a team that just doesn't really, you know, give in. They fight to the last play of the game, and they did so there. They were, you know, closing in. They were 35 yards away from a game-winning score, but Richardson throws an interception as he got hit to end the game. And at the end of the day, this is a big win for Tennessee. You know, we haven't seen Tennessee in the top 10 in a while. They're finally back into the top 10, eighth-ranked team in the country as of right now. And the last time I believe that they were in the top 10 was when they had Joshua Dobbs at quarterback. So it's really a good time to be a Tennessee Volunteer fan because it's starting to seem like, hey, listen, they're going to be a threat to teams like Kentucky now and Georgia maybe in the SEC East. And they're going to prove that, hey, maybe we are going to be a contender for the college football playoff. Yeah, 100% agree with you on that one. Uh, it's refreshing to see new SEC teams emerge. Uh, I think a lot of people got stale uh, seeing Alabama uh, just, you know, quote-unquote, roll tide every single year, you know, win a national championship, win 12, 13 games, and just kind of cruise, you know, beat other high-level teams, like, you know, other SEC teams, 49 nothing. Uh, I think people are starting to get a little bit sick of that. It's starting to get a little bit repetitive. Uh, seeing these other SEC teams emerge, whether it's Tennessee, whether it's Kentucky, uh, definitely a breath of fresh air, and I think that's going to help boost ratings at the end of the end of the day too. I mean, I, I agree with you to an extent, but um, that top level, of the SEC, is just it, it's otherworldly for line. The talent that those teams have, and the way that. Their coach well, let's just, just face fact. It's it, realistically when we're talking about those teams, it's really Georgia and Alabama. We're not really well, right, I'm, but you also have those. We're like, not talking about Arkansas. I'm or, saying like I'm there, there, there's an S. It's, there's an S tier, then there's an A tier. Those two yeah, teams are the I mean, S tier. But Georgia wasn't even in that S tier until Kirby Smart got there, right? So that's yeah, no, I agree that's, with that. That's I'm why saying, people love to see Georgia. But, it's refreshing. Uh, but at the same time, though, like you also had like those years. The SEC rotates. In the last, I'd say, 10 years, you've had Auburn be really competitive. Borderline consistently. But that's why I say Auburn's like in that yeah. A tier. Yeah. You had South Carolina compete for a while. You had Florida. I mean, There's like, teams like Georgia. Auburn and LSU. They're in the A tier. Right? Yeah. I mean, you Georgia had... was in that A tier for a while. But yeah, you're right. I mean, Since Kirby Smart has taken once, over, they've once now they emerged to that yeah. S tier. Because of just all the talent they they have accumulated, all these wins. Oh, yeah. They That's, easily could have had a second national championship in that game with two attack by Loa, you know, came in yeah, at the halftime. I mean, they choked. They, they had, choked they had so they many chances to win some national championships. They finally go on last year. I dare say they might, they're might. they probably the team to beat this year. I think they're a better team than it, Alabama right now. It's close, though. But I mean, it's, it's not, close. But you're right. It's not very far off. They're, it's really 1A, 1B between those two teams. It's just going to depend on – did Georgia lose a lot of talent in the offseason from their national championship team? Is it And is that going to hurt them trying to beat a team like Alabama potentially again? No, I mean, I would definitely agree with you there. I mean, it's just when you talk about, like you said, that S tier of SEC talent, it's just ridiculous. Those teams can compete with anybody, any day, and make it look like a fucking joke. <laughs> like, the they could show up against, you know, a team that you're like, oh, they got potential. They could be pretty good. And Georgia will just wax them by 40. Like, Alabama by 50. Like, it's insane. And I mean, and 
you know, for a team like Alabama, they're playing Arkansas this upcoming weekend too. So, I mean, this is a chance for Arkansas maybe to prove that they maybe could be, you know, starting to get up in those ranks of the SEC. But you're right. The the SEC is, as you said, they're starting to rotate with some of these very good teams, teams like Kentucky, Ole Miss, Tennessee, Florida, you know, LSU eventually is going to get to that the stage again where they're really good when Brian Kelly because you, we know Brian Kelly recruits very well. I mean, you and, even had those couple years in Mizzou too. I mean, when yeah. they first came over, yeah, yeah, A and M has been constantly right. good. When, when they came over from the Big Twelve, Mizzou was still a decent. Yeah. They were a very I good mean, team in the Big Twelve. They played. They, left. they played in the SEC championship. Yeah. And what was it, twenty fourteen when they lost to Auburn? I believe I think, I think so. It was yeah, twenty fourteen. That uh, was the oh yeah that was the kick six year yeah yeah I believe so yeah I mean you know they were a good team for a while and then you know eventually they weren't able to compete with recruiting wise with the rest of the SEC and the SEC you, is just a dogfight right now between all these oh, teams and it always will be that is a conference that no matter who's in it you're going to get good recruits and you're going to have to play top tier football to be able to win games and if you don't. And as Shanta brought up earlier, they're adding Oklahoma and Texas very soon yeah. too. So it's only going to get bigger and better for the SEC the next couple of years. Uh, it just it just could make for some big entertaining football. Oh. And I mean, if there's anyone that's very happy about that, it's college football fans itself. It's just going to be oh, a great yeah. time to, to be every watching. week's going to be every game's going to be on a seller because you will never know what team's going to win that day. They might have I to mean, make an SEC network too. They might. They should just rename ESPN SEC Network. They might have to. Just straight up put the SEC Network for Saturdays. Speaking of potential upsets, Oregon survives a close one versus Washington State. Nick, tell us your thoughts. Well, this was a game where at first it was kind of a snooze fest going into halftime. It was 17-9. Washington State was on top. Looked like the Ducks were going to go on the road and lose again. And for this was a team that, you know, had that embarrassing loss to Georgia earlier in the season. Has has bounced back since then. They had a nice one over BYU a couple weeks ago. They go into this game, started off really slow. But once the second half started to get a – you know, they started to get a little bit better. They, you know, made it a two-point game, went from 17-9 to nine to make it 17-15. to 15. But Washington State was playing up a fight. They went into the fourth quarter up 27-15. to 15. It looked like the Ducks were about to get upset. But Oregon, you know – with an unbelievable rally scoring three touchdowns in a matter of two minutes. I mean, that's just unheard of for most teams to hear that. They get two offensive touchdowns, and then Washington State gets the football back after the second touchdown and the first play, two plays in, excuse me, two plays into the drive. They throw a pick six, which essentially seals the game for the Ducks. They hang on to win 44-41 to the final. And it's a big win for Oregon because, I mean, now they're 13th in the country coming into this week. And with teams like USC still undefeated, they're still hanging around in the college football playoff when we essentially, you know, broke them off off earlier in the season after that Georgia game. So, I mean, there's still a chance for Oregon to maybe, you know, sneak on into the college football playoff. But we'll see what happens the rest of the season. That's going to be very tough for me to see Oregon make the college football playoffs. Uh, I mean, they got absolutely waxed by Georgia early in the year. Yes, they still have USC to kind of benefit them, but – they, I mean, they're gonna have to win. They're gonna have to run the table here. They yeah, absolutely, they have. They they have to win out. That's for and sure. And do you really believe well, Oregon can win out? I mean, you could believe in other teams. So that, you know, have well, an early Nick, I hate the season. USC is not on their schedule this year. 
but they might so play him in the Big 12 title. They'd, they'd, have, to play him. they'd, yeah. they'd have to play him in the yeah, title. So you, yeah. you have They're to imagine yeah. those two are going to be the teams that play in the oh, Big like You kind of assume that Georgia and Alabama are going to play each other in the SEC championship. I'm trying to think of like teams in the I'm Pac-12 right, right now that I'm thinking, um, like, yes, that's going to be a threat. Washington maybe is the only other threat, I would say, in the Pac-12 to like those two teams. Oregon, I mean, we saw Oregon State play really good against USC this past week. I wouldn't say UCLA. I have not seen anything uh, good. I don't think that good. No. I mean, I don't I, think Cal's that good, but I, Washington. I'm I mean, just gonna say it's I, potential that USC might. I mean, it, it is USC. USC will USC. Of the last couple of years, they they find ways to lose. And, and I also forgot to mention, we also have Utah, too. I always keep forgetting the Pac-12. Yeah. I keep, I'm so accustomed to being a Mountain West team. But, yes, they're they're in the Pac-12. So, so there's still – in my view, it's kind of a three- to four-team race in the Pac-12. That's with fair. USC and Oregon, I think, are the two best teams in that conference. Washington did prove themselves against Michigan State, but Michigan State has not looked good this season, so I don't know how much of a big statement win that was. In a sense, you know, here's a scenario for you guys. Let's say Oregon, they run the table, right? Let's say they go undefeated to the uh, Pac-12 championship. Let's say USC also runs the table. They're, maybe they've lost one game. So maybe it's two teams with one loss going into the championship game. Oregon beats USC, all right? Mm. What? Where Where would you place them? Do you it, put them it top depends. four? It de- well, it depends on what's going to depend, right? Well, I mean, the thing is, look. You you have to assume well. You guaranteed one of the uh, Ohio State Michigan is going to lose a game. That, so, yes. so yeah, it comes down to then Clemson's going to probably. I really doubt Clemson loses a game unless they lose a NC State game. This Clemson's is the only game threat is, is NC State. I don't know. I, I, think I think Florida Clemson's- State. I think Florida State is starting to show that they could be really good again. I think and they're going Clemson, into they're going into Tallahassee. That's not going to be an easy game to win. That's true. Listen, I think Clemson's uh you know not to get off topic here with Oregon. I think Clemson's biggest threat is themselves. I think talent wise, the league's above the rest of the ACC. You're right. And that's what, and that's what hurt them. And that's what hurt them last they season. Got the talent. They just have to you know stay out of their own head. They can if they just uh, want okay. to focus on it. I mean, they, they can just march all the way down you know to the college football playoffs. So yeah, let's just assume that. Uh, one of Georgia and Alabama is getting in, right? That's no, a lot. They're both getting they're, in. They're, they're, the, the way they would both get in is they have to both, obviously, they're going to both run the table, and then they play each other in the SEC championship. And whoever and loses that game. Lose. That's what happened last season. And so, they're okay. both getting in. It's, I was, was going to try would, to be lenient here, but okay, let's no, say both. No, I'm saying, no, I'm, saying, no I'm not going to discredit it. Because I think Georgia's going to have some tough – they still have to play Kentucky and Tennessee. No, I mean, I and agree with that. I still but... think Florida's going to give them a tough time. So I still think there's some tough games for Georgia to win. And honestly, a sneaky game on their schedule, they go to Mississippi State. Mississippi State has been very, very tricky with that oh, Mike Leach offense. It's not going to be easy no, for Georgia I, to win that game. I understand that, but, I mean, I both of those teams are pro, 90% sure, I think, are going to be in college. Okay, so yeah, we, I mean, call, we call Georgia. We call Alabama. And Bama has some tough games too. So I mean, and whoever wins the Ohio State Michigan game. So that's okay. So now you have to put them against all the other conferences. Okay, do they get over Clemson? Do they get over um, a team from the Big Twelve? That's- I mean, Clemson. If Clemson's a one-loss team, I actually might put Oregon. Maybe. Oh come on, man! Come Depending on. on who loses to? If what, they to lose watch them to- lose to Georgia forty-two to three again, what, I mean. You, I, 
I mean, let's be honest. I mean, the Big Twelve. Clemson, Clemson would put up a much better fight than a hundred percent would. But has the committee ever really looked at who's going to put up a better fight? Uh, no, but I usually care about money, and Oregon's not it. They're going to put Clemson. I in. actually disagree with that. I think uh, that gives you the whole West Coast with Oregon. I, I'm sorry if if they're, if they're going into money factor. Clemson has been that money team for them in the past decade. It's been I, them, Bama, Georgia, Ohio Oregon, State. Oregon's been a good money not, team for them, not compared to those four. No, I understand that, but you're cutting out half a demographic. No, I under, I I get where so you're they, coming from. They might lean towards. I'm saying going Oregon mostly for that reasoning. I. I I disagree with that. I think just just the name factor of Clemson with all their talent and you know a guy like Dabo Sweeney who the media loves. I mean, I, they're going to lean into that more than. You I know, just think you have Oregon. to see on who the Clemson losses to. That's if, if they lose, and that, don't know if they're lose. in that scenario. If we're talking that scenario, you're right. If Clemson was to lose, it, it depends then, on yes, who that losses to. Because if Oregon's only losses to Georgia, which I mean, look. I'm going to tell you right now. I don't like what I've seen from Oregon, so I, I haven't either. I, I, I don't, don't trust Bo Nix. I don't. I really don't trust Bo Nix. So, like, trust like, me. I watched them play at Auburn as a, a side Auburn fan. Um, he he's not it. He's not that big time player. He played great this week. Don't get me wrong. He had a good game against Washington State. But from what I've seen from the Ducks, they just don't look ready yet they're still you know kind of you know in the new phases of a new coach so they're still trying to figure out their identity I don't think they figured that out yet could they still run the table sure do I think they're ready for that right now not really I think there's way better teams that are you know we've seen it early on the season and say you know what I know what this team kind of looks like so I think they're you know better suited for the college football playoff than this team But we'll have to see. I mean, there's still – I mean, like I said, it's only week – we only got past week four of the college football season. There's still a ton more action 100%. left in the year. And I college agree. championship week always gets hectic, so you never know. And, you know, speaking of teams that had their college football playoffs helps defeat this past weekend, Texas Tech beating Texas in OT. Is Texas, Texas back? No, they're not. College football playoff hopes. I mean, in the beginning of the year, they had – Texas? They have him every single year. Come on, we hear every we hear every year from UT. Uh, that's, 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 I'm sorry, I'm trademarking a new one. This is a Johnny take and a half. That is not. There is yeah, no. You're bugging. I don't know one person that said at the beginning of the season that Texas was going to be in the college football yeah, playoffs. Del- they were unranked. Yeah, delusional Texas fans. You hear this every single year. Okay, you back. can say about delusional. Yeah, every, oh wait, you want to talk about a delusional fan? Look at yourself. Are you going not? You're going to talk about delusional fans. You, you do say the Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl every year. Fuck the Patriots. What about St. John's basketball? Well, are we really talk about the guy who thought West Virginia was going to win the Big Twelve and they got stomped you, out by you, Kansas? You did. Say That's West perfectly fine. You know what? I'm okay with uh, accepting that. You're delusional. You told me fucking St. John's basketball won a national championship. They didn't even play the goddamn tournament. Listen, they did play the last game of the 2020 season. It is offensive. It is the last but, game of Nick, the 2020 anyway, season. Anyway, <laughs> Nick, I, Nick. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, deti- I'm, you know, rerouting our conversation back to this game. Anyway, as Johnson brought up, we had a game between the Texas Longhorns against Texas Tech. 
in Lubbock this week, you know, besides some good old vibes and some, you know, great Big 12 action. Again, another game with absolutely, positively, no defense whatsoever. Texas Tech wins this game 37-34 in overtime. Heartbreaking loss for Texas, considering the, you know, the circumstances that they had in this game. They had a double-digit lead at one point. You know, it looked like they were going to get a nice road win, conference win, and they just collapsed in the second half. Now, to their credit, they get down the field, you know, with 20 seconds and no timeouts. They were able to actually get a game-tying field goal to send the game in overtime. Had a chance to win the game in overtime. They got the first possession of, of overtime. And their big-name star player, Bijan Robinson, fumbling on the second play of the drive. And it cost Texas the game. As Texas Tech was able to line up for a game-winning field goal to get a big win, 37-34. to But still some bright spots for Texas. I still think that even in a year where they're 2-2, two and two, I still think that there's good things to look upon this team. They just need their star player, like a guy like Quinn Ewers, to get back from injury. But there's still a lot of things they need to fix on, especially on the defensive side. Uh, yeah, Texas uh, had that really close game against Alabama for a second. You know, you can make the argument, okay, quarterback, if he stays healthy, he doesn't leave, he plays the full game, they win that game against Alabama. That's, you know, there is a reality where we're living in where Texas is 4-0 right now, and they have a win over Alabama, but this is not the reality. Uh, there's some alternative universe out there where that happens, and uh, thank God I don't live in that one. Uh, yeah. Is Texas back? Mm-hmm. No, they're not back. Will we be back in a couple of years? Probably not. Uh, will they be back when Arch Manning gets there? They'll be back for a year and then he'll. Well, he's not going there, so. Yeah, I mean, he'll he won't really go matter. there. All his transfer. I mean, uh, they might have their. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, we want to talk about Texas football. Like, they can't beat a team like. No disrespect to Texas Tech, but they're not Georgia. They're not Alabama. They're not any of these teams in the SEC. If you are struggling with. Meddling Big 12 teams, and you want to go transfer and play big boy football with the SEC, will Texas go, will, will they look like South Carolina? Will they will they just have two or three wins on a year? Uh, you know, they beat, you know, some few, they beat like UConn, and they beat like, you know, Hawaii, who they schedule in the non-conference, and then they go to the SEC, they lose every game by five touchdowns. Is that actually, is that good for the program? Because it, they're a couple of years now from going to the SEC, and it seems like they can't even make progress in the Big 12. Look, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think that was the dumbest mistake they could have made. That kill. I think it's actually going to hurt their football program. It's all about money. They don't but care. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's all about it's, the money. It's more of a money take, a money grab yeah. than anything else. I remember Texas I agree, had yeah. their own network, so that just is going to lure money for a oh, team. Like, it's all about money, but like, you have to have people being able, willing to watch your product and pay for your product. Uh, like, agreed. I mean, I'm a Syracuse fan. Look at Syracuse. They went to the ACC. They should have never went to the ACC. I mean, yeah, that's a mistake. They were never good enough football wise to go to the ACC. That was all yeah. money, and everyone knows it. 100%. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, UConn kind of realized that they kind of, you know, they paid for it. They paid their sins. You know, they had to stay in basketball hell for a couple of years, and now they're back in the Big East. Uh, but the football program went independent. I mean, hey, maybe Syracuse in a couple of years, you know, gets good enough. Uh, you know, if all these teams leave in the ACC. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. get good enough. Excuse me, sir. My team is four and zero right now. 
I mean, yeah, but you need you need more than one year of being four. All I'm going to say you need is, a couple. You need consistency. You know? All you I'm going to say is AP poll rank Syracuse. You cowards. The coaches poll has ranked us. You're next. Anyway. Also, you guys have a gauntlet coming up. I mean, yeah. After this Wagner game, I'm going to to snuggle up and, you know, be grateful for this Wagner win because I know the next couple weeks is going to be goddamn hell. So, yes. Good news for you. You have basically a bye week. I hate to tell you, we're going to lose these next. Oh well, yeah. We I might understand. lose out until the Boston College. Well, no, 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 no. You have no, you have no training on your schedule. That's I an easy win. Easy win. That's that team's not full an easy. Scrubs. That is not an easy win. Scrubs. Listen, man, we, we have barely hanged on against Virginia and Purdue these past two weeks. I nothing. Not right now. Nothing is an easy win for this team. No, that'd be a light work. The Syracuse had a sixteen point lead in that Virginia game, and they barely hanged on to win. So, yeah, that, uh, that, that was surprising, Nick. I was watching that game. I had no idea what the hell was going on. I was at a concert. I watched the first quarter strong. of it. I felt very good about the game at the beginning, and then I saw the score as the concert was going on. I was like, oh, my God, they're going to lose this game somehow. I was just watching a team die in real time, and they got bailed out at the end on some, I don't want to say questionable penalties, but some. Uh, hey, listen, it's the second straight game where they've had, you know, an interesting game with referees, you know, making some questionable calls, but. Whatever, they're four now. Um, but back to this game. I mean, look, it's obviously still a great way for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. We'll see how they, if they're going to be maybe a, a sleeper team in the Big Twelve. We saw, you know, Kansas State earlier. We talked about them upsetting Oklahoma. Kansas is four and zero. Texas Tech gets the win over Texas. I don't really know who is the best team in the Big 12. I, I mean, obviously, you're going to say teams like Baylor and Oklahoma State because they're ranked highly. I'm not so sure if they're that good to still be the top tier of the Big 12, but I guess time is going to tell as the season goes on. But yeah, I, I, Right now, the Big 12, I think, is very wide open. I do want to point out that Kansas was picked uh, for a 12th straight, season in a row, 12th straight season in a row to finish dead last in that conference. They are also 4-0 right now. I just want to see if them break that trend this year. If they finish one like, above bottom, I feel like that'd even like be who, monumental. I'm trying to think, who is the worst team in the Big 12 right now? By is, it t- is it TCU? I mean, they're three, you know, but they've played, I'm pretty sure they've played nobody. Hold on, let me see. Colorado. Colorado's in a right win. This? Tarleton, Tarleton? Who the fuck is that? I think, I, I want to say it's TCU. <laughs> But I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, right now, what, right now, Grayson's West I mean, Virginia, West Virginia is, are... but that's such an unfair no, look at no, it I'm because saying... they've played out of all these bottom tier teams. No, they've no, no, played no. the toughest schedule. Well, as of right now, Kansas is four and zero, and they are the top team in the Big Twelve. Um, put that, you know, Kansas, Kansas fans, is one of the, the take three a screenshot. Teams left in the, in the enjoy it. You know, this is awesome. I mean, yeah, two wins away from being bowl eligible. Yeah, I mean, look, good for them. It, you know, it, I think it's very unfair for West Virginia to be at the bottom here. No, I mean, I'm, they, I'm they, just... They uh, went through fucking... Uh, you know, you have a rivalry game against Pitt. It probably could have won that. I mean, Kansas might be a good team. We'll, we'll see well, how the season plays out with you them. You play Texas, you play Baylor, you play... Yeah, uh, I mean, look, if West Virginia could win... Uh, if West Virginia wins this weekend, I'm... I think that's uh, a step in the right direction. It might save Neil Brown's job. If he can find a way to win 
I mean, the question you is, know, do you want that to happen? I mean, look, if A&M decides to tank and fire Jimbo Fisher, I want Neil Brown fucking fired. gone. They're not fired Jimbo Fisher. I know they're not, but I want them. I want them bad. No, you're going into Texas. That's not, yeah, that, not going to be an no. easy game. I mean, yeah, I Honestly, think, these next three games, I they're not going to be easy at all. Brother, so, the rest of the schedule is not easy. No. That's why I don't like West Virginia's chances right now in the, in the, in the standings. The My only hope is that the defense look, I mean, I guess we're, I guess I can yeah, get into this real quick. I might as well. Oh, no, here we go again. I mean, what? Well, no, hold on. Wait. I'm, I'm I, listening. I'm giving you a chance. They played a very solid game against Virginia Tech. They did. Even though I, I mean, don't think West Virginia Tech's that good this season. But I don't think that they're that great either. But they played a f- good game. I mean, the wind was crazy. JT Daniels could not really connect on a long ball. They had a couple pretty bad drops. From the receiving core. But I mean, when they got the horse fucking CJ Donaldson back there, like this guy's just running through you, people. You're, you're in this Johnson, he, they get a win. He's now starting to buy back into all their bullshit. Oh, look, Nick, we knew I was buying back in. The second they won that this, game, you this, knew I was buying This is like an abusive Jekyll and Hyde. This is beyond. This isn't Jekyll and Hyde. This is an abusive relationship with this football team gaslights you. I know. Sir, sir, and I will stay there and love them to the day I die. You don't have to keep you don't have to keep going through this. <laughs> well, look, I mean, if the defense plays semi decent Which they haven't. Well, they played good this game. They've given up yeah, this game. They have not played good this season. Uh they've given they up played, the most points in the Big Twelve. They played pretty decent against Pitt. No, they didn't. Yes, we went, they did. we went the, over this. The stats in that game you were bullshit. You give up 31 points. I don't care about that. Well, actually, no, they did not. I don't because, care about no, giving up. They, gave, they up, gave up. Tw- no. Go on. Yeah, go on. No. I'm listening. Hold yes. On. Yes. Calm down. Yes. No. Yes. Yes. They might have given up 31 points, but half of those were all fucking short field. I don't. If it's short field, oh, so, okay, so, I, I think right. less. Oh, points. so so let me let me let me rephrase my statement. Are you now trying to now try to tell me that your offense sucks? <laughs> no, I mean an offense is allowed to have a bad drive or two. It's just the defense. But you said most hold. of the, you said most of their drives were short field, so that means that's a couple drives. I, it was like two of their drives were short field. So two of those drives were short field. That means the rest of them weren't. So, in other words, you're saying this whole team sucks. <laughs> no, I'm saying they I think consistent. you're just telling me West Virginia's not good. <laughs> I think they consistently keep gaslighting me, like Johnson said, and I, I can't help you, myself. I think you need help. <laughs> I do. I really do. But I will live and die by my Mountaineers. Okay, sure. Respectable. He, you know what? I know for a fact that they win this week, it's, you're going to be obnoxious oh, as ever. Bro, if they... If the horns down, I know the, what's going to happen. If they find a way... To win their next two games, oh, I'm gonna be as ignorant as a motherfucker on this podcast. I've never wanted to root for Texas more in my entire life. Anyway, speaking of some, you know, speaking of a big win on the road, you know, West Virginia's looking for that this week against Texas. How about what I thought was probably, if not for that Kansas State game upset against Oklahoma, the biggest upset of the week in which Middle Tennessee. Goes on the road into Miami, and not only did they beat Miami, they knocked the brakes off of Miami in this game. What defense? 45 31. What defense? I'm going to say this 
I talked about Miami last show and how, you know, they're still rebuilding. There's still some things to pick up of. They have a guy like Tyler Van Dyke, who was an NFL prospect for the upcoming draft. Tyler Van Dyke in this game, not good. This is a game where if you're an NFL scout, you say to yourself, hmm, I don't know. Is this the guy that really I can think is going to change my landscape of my team right now? I don't know. He goes 16-32, 138 yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions, a QBR of 22. They had to replace him with Jake Garcia in this game. This was not a good statement from Miami. Not only did they lose this game by two touchdowns, now they're not even in the top 25 polls. I thought maybe they would be, you know, a team that could contend for the ACC championship. That pretty much is outside the window at this rate after this game. They allowed Chase Cunningham to throw for 400 yards, three touchdowns. What a, I mean, a monumental win for Middle Tennessee. And we've seen them get some big upsets in college basketball, obviously from previous NCAA tournament, you know, history. They get a big upset now in college football with this stunning win on the road against the, uh, against the U. Yeah. I mean, uh, did Jimbo did Jimbo Fisher break Miami? I'm sorry, not the you, the frauds. Thank you. My my mistake. Did Jimbo Fisher break Miami? Uh Miami scored nine uh yeah, they played Texas AM. They got they scored nine points. Oh, okay, 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 yeah, okay. And continue, then continue. the next week, then next week, I mean, they give up forty plus points to Middle Tennessee State. It doesn't even look if they didn't have that uh miraculous play in the third uh third quarter, it would have even looked even uglier. Uh, yeah, you talk about your offense maybe getting you 24, 25 points, and you know against Middle Tennessee State giving up forty plus. That's not good. Now, uh, can they still rebound? Can they still uh, go throughout the year and look a little bit be- better? Sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it, I don't know. Did did that text saying that did they get rattled playing in Kyle Field? Did well, uh, if there's certainly a team, if there's certainly anyone to scout. You know, from previous week, a game tape when it comes to defense, Jimbo Fisher is certainly that guy you want to, you know, watch tape of to figure out what is wrong with a certain team and how to expose them. That's exactly what Middle Tennessee did in this game, essentially. And huge win for them and for the U. I mean, I don't know where they go from here now with a 2-2 two and two record. They're still rebuilding with a first-year head coach, but not, not a loss you want to have. No, that was pathetic. Honestly. All right. And I think to wrap this up, let's go into a couple of week five games. Uh, we're going to pick a few games and preview them. Uh, Who'd like to start us out? Well, before, before we talk about this, I mean, there's a, there was a lutiny of games that we have this upcoming weekend. I, this is going to be one of the better weeks we've had in college football. To, to recap, you know, some of the games that we have this week, we have Johnson's Michigan Wolverines having a tough road test against Iowa. Iowa looked really good this week against Rutgers. I'm not sure if, you know, how Michigan's going to respond after a close one over Maryland. We'll see how that goes. You have a, a matchup between two ranked teams in Kentucky and Ole Miss. I mean, huge game for both of these teams. They're trying to prove that they're going to be a contender for the college football playoff. We'll see how that goes. We have Wake Forest and Forest State. We saw how Wake Forest was against Clemson. Can they keep this momentum up and get a big win on the road against an undefeated Seminoles team? Oklahoma State and Baylor, we were talking about it earlier. Who is going to emerge as that top tier in the Big 12 right now? This game might essentially you know, determine who is going to be the top class of that conference. A big game between Alabama and Arkansas. Can the Razorbacks upset the second-ranked Crimson Tide? Arkansas is coming off a tough loss against Texas A&M. 
Can they respond with a big upset against Alabama? Only time will tell. Speaking of the Aggies, they go on the road to face Mike Leach and Mississippi State. This, I think, is going to be a trap game for Texas A&M. We've seen Mississippi State right now in the season. They're throwing the ball and slinging it as if you know Mike Leach never left Texas Tech. Mississippi State is not going to be an easy uh, win for Texas A&M. Going to be a tough one, especially on the road. And then finally, the nightcap game, the big game that everyone's going to be looking at this week, NC State and Clemson on ABC. Matchup with the top two teams in the ACC on ABC. That's going to be a great game. Guys, as Johnson said, what game do we think is going to be the biggest game this upcoming week? Grayson, let's talk, let's talk with you. I mean, personally, I'm, I'm rolling with the Oklahoma State game. I mean, this is literally the Big 12's best chance of getting into the college football playoff, probably. The winner of this game is, well, it's got to be Oklahoma State. If the Big 12 wins. Won't. They can still get in. I think that BYU loss is uh, it's know. it's not. Yeah, you're right. It's not a good loss per se, but I still think it's not like going to hurt. You know, Baylor if no. they were to win this game, and I, I think it table. helps. But it I definitely mean, I helps. Think, I think Oklahoma State just gets that. You know, still being undefeated, it would definitely look better. And I mean, they've been offensively just working teams. They had that little scare in the beginning of the season against Central Michigan. But since then, they've really, I mean, home did it. I mean, granted, they played some Arkansas out. Oh, my God, it's Arkansas Pine. We're not going to talk Arkansas about Arkansas Pine Bluff, go. Um, I mean, they played ASU. But, I mean, maybe Oklahoma State's fake. Maybe they were getting information, you know, leaked from a Tony Dungy stat. Hey, Mike Gundy is a good coach. We know he always gets his teams, you know, pumped up for those big games. And this is the biggest game so far in the season. Oh, no. Hold on. I just said Tony Dungy. I meant Herm Edwards. Yeah, I don't know where you're going with this. You know what? That's a bad one. I was Um, trying to think of why you were saying Tony Dungy. And I I was just like, I was going to let it slide at first. Yeah, I caught it. I was like, wait, Tony Dungy, that's not right. <laughs> There's the sheep tape. Get ready yep, for more in the next. Couple. You know what? We'll take that. Don't we're worry. There will be more we're to come. We're almost an hour in. That's we're my. Kinda, we're kind of we're kind of into number two because we already had the West Virginia talk. But anyway, yeah. Um, I mean, I I don't think Baylor's got the offensive prowess to win this game through the air. So which means they're going to have to run, and I just I don't think that running game strong enough personally, to be able to win a game like this. Well, like I said, it's going to determine who is going to be that top-tier team in the Big 12 between these two teams. I mean, Oklahoma and Texas, yes, still have a chance. Obviously, now we're seeing the emergence of Texas Tech. So we're starting to see some teams, you know, say, hey, maybe we're going to be the team that wins the Big 12 title this year. But I think you're right. I think this game really is going to decide maybe – if there's going to be any team to contend for the college football playoff from the Big 12, it's going to have to really come down to this game, potentially. What, what about you, Johnson? What do you think is going to be the biggest game for this upcoming weekend? I'm going to the SEC, and I'm taking a look at Kentucky and Ole Miss. Uh, high noon, two SEC teams battling out. Kentucky on the road going to Ole Miss. Uh, Kentucky has looked very good passing-wise. Uh, Rush has been... 
really something more to, mm. to be desired. Uh, number seven, Kentucky. Number 14, Ole Miss, I think will be the game of the week. Uh, I don't want to say two teams fighting for supremacy, but I think it's two teams that are fighting for being number two in the SEC West and the SEC East. You know, kind of looking at, you know, obviously Alabama, Georgia on top. So these are... These guys are looking to be, okay, I'm number two in the SEC West. I'm number two in the SEC East. Uh, Ole Miss fighting for number 10 or a top 10 rating. And I think Kentucky, barring losses in the top five, looking for a top five ranking. Well, yeah, I mean, Kentucky had a huge win already on the road this season when they went to Florida and knocked off the Gators. Ole Miss is playing their first conference game of the season. And you're right. I mean, Ole Miss is trying to prove that they're going to be a good team. They've looked kind of shaky to start off the season, but they've remained undefeated so far to this date, and now a tough matchup with Will Levis and the Kentucky Wildcats. Kentucky looking for their second you know, conference win of the year, and with both of them being on the road against ranked opponents, it really would show that Kentucky is going to be a tough matchup for not only Alabama and Georgia, but even a team like Tennessee, maybe other teams in the college football playoff, because Right now, they're ranked seven. A win at Ole Miss would certainly move them probably into, I would say, the top five. Yeah, no, definitely. I agree with you 100%. Uh, Kentucky seems to be, they want to be that team. Uh, let's say, let's talk even crazy here. Let's say Kentucky goes on, they run, the, they can run the table. I mean, uh, have wins over the rest of their schedule. I mean, they kind of got sleeping. They almost got caught sleeping at the wheel last week when they almost lost to Northern Illinois. That was scary. 31-23 final score. But yeah, I mean, realistically, if they could run the table and let's say and finally in week twelve, they lose to Georgia, then they beat Louisville, they end up the season twelve and one. Uh, what do you do there? Um I mean, can it is it possible if Kentucky runs the table, they end up it's... losing to Georgia? Or maybe they even beat Georgia and then Georgia beats them back. It's I tough mean, because and so three SEC teams, depending on how I, bad no, the conference is getting. There would be there would be no way. I, I don't know about no, that. So here's, here's, huh. why, here's why I say this. So if, let's say, they're both undefeated going into that Kentucky-Georgia game, the winner of that game is going to the SEC Championship game to probably Correct. face a team like Alabama. So the problem is for this game is that the winner, let's say if Alabama is undefeated, right, and they're playing the winner of an undefeated game between two undefeated, either undefeated Georgia or undefeated Kentucky, the loser of that game is most likely going to be out of the conversation just because there's going to be other conference championship teams like Clemson, maybe a Big 12 team, some maybe a, you're going to have a Big 10 champion either in Ohio State or Michigan, maybe Penn State if they sneak in and you know pose a threat. There's going to be other you know conference champions that are going to say, hey, listen, we're a conference champion and we have either no losses or one loss compared to this Kentucky team that has one loss, but nope, they weren't even in a conference championship game. It would be a tough for Kentucky to even get into the poll. I don't think it's realistic that three teams from the SEC could get there. When the football playoff expands, then, oh, yes, then you'll see that happen. I think when the football playoffs expand, you're going to see... You might see um, four teams. Four, I think you see four or five SEC teams. I, I feel like in a team, uh, like a year like this year, you definitely see Georgia, you definitely see Alabama, you definitely probably end up seeing Kentucky. And I think then one of either Arkansas, Ole Miss, or Texas A&M, how the uh, season plays out. Uh, yeah. But yeah, like you said, probably unrealistic. But hey, I mean, depending on how the rest of the uh, seasons go for the Big Ten, ACC, Pac-12, Big 12, 
Uh, is it possible? Sure. Is it likely? Like you said, probably not. But I think that would be really something to see, to see Kentucky, uh, Alabama, and Georgia all in the college football playoffs. I think that would be kind of crazy to see. Uh, kind of like back in the day when you saw, this is obviously college basketball, when you saw you know, three Big East teams back in 1985, St. John's, Georgetown, and I believe it was Villanova and or Providence. I think it was Villanova. All make the, uh, uh, you know, the Final Four, which was crazy unheard of at the time. I mean, you could definitely see that the SEC happening maybe one of these days, how massive the conference is and how good it is. But is it this year? Probably not. But in the future, I think it's a real possibility. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, certainly a chance, especially for these two teams, to prove that they're going to be in that conversation for years to come. But Kentucky, again, a road underdog. Can they pull up another big win? And, you know, continue to prove that they're going to be that team that gives Georgia their biggest threat. We'll have to see. But you're right. I think this is one of the key matchups to look upon this Saturday. But what I think is going to be the biggest game this upcoming Saturday is the game I already brought, you know, touched upon earlier. That's a game that's going to be on ABC between NC State and Clemson. Clemson coming off that thrilling win on the road against Wake Forest in double overtime. NC State coming off a... You know, a relatively easy win against UConn, beating them by 31 points. As I said earlier, NC State had, did not look good earlier in the season when they almost lost to East Carolina. Since then, they have kind of a bounce back. Now, yes, credit, they have played not the strongest competition. They did, however, beat Texas Tech a couple weeks ago. And now that's starting to look like a, a you know an even better win now after they beat Texas this past week. Clemson so far in the season, they've looked like the old Clemson. I mean... Three earlier games in the year, they looked relatively easy. You know, close game this week with Wake Forest. Game really is going to come down to can DJ Ugalele, can he keep playing the way he's been playing so far this you know this season? Had that monster game this past week against Wake Forest. Can he keep that momentum going up? He has 10 touchdowns to one interception. He needs to keep that momentum going if Clemson's going to have a chance to not only win this game, but to probably leapfrog themselves into the top four. I think a win over NC State would certainly put them into the top four of the AP poll. And when you see the BC, you know, I almost said BCS, but when you see the college football playoff rankings start to come out later in the season, you'll most likely see Clemson in the top four due, due to a win like this over a team like NC State, who, yes, hasn't looked all great, but is a top 10 team right now in, at the current moment. And NC State, I know, hasn't looked solid, but they're going to pose a really tough threat to Clemson, even on the road. Now, I feel like if this happens, if NC State gets the upset over Clemson, Battle of the Carolinas Part 2, uh, last week was Clemson and Wake Forest. I really feel like Wake Forest would feel kind of bummed out seeing an in-state rival go uh, go beat, knock off Clemson, something they were so close to. I think that would take a really, really big recruiting hit to, uh, to Wake Forest. I mean... You're talking, obviously, geographically, they're going to recruit the same areas, uh, NC State and Wake Forest. And if you're, I don't want to say a tweener kid, but a kid that's in between, okay, I'm not really sure if I want to go to Wake Forest or NC State, uh, they're going to take a look at each other and be like, okay, you know, NC State, they get that win. Okay, yeah, you know, NC State's building something even better than Wake Forest here. So I think yeah. Wake Forest is really looking at this this year, and they really, really don't want to see NC State win. Is it possible? Yeah, I could definitely see mm-hmm. NC State finally being that team to knock off Clemson mm-hmm. this year. Uh, but I don't see like feel like it's happening. Yeah, I mean, 
when it comes to recruiting, though, I just, NC State just has a little bit more of, um, I'd say, a history with being a pretty good team when it comes to football. I mean, I wouldn't say it's great, but they definitely have a little bit more of a history. So, well, I, compared to Wake Forest, yeah, no. yeah, like I think that really helps him. Honestly, I think the thing that sucks for them is that they're, they're recruiting with Clemson, which has not helped them the last couple of years. No, but, yeah, as you were saying. Um, I also just think when it comes to recruiting wise, I really like the atmosphere at NC State. I mean, I've visited there. I've been to a game there before. Like it. It's a wild place to be, if I'm being honest. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. Uh, recruiting stuff, no matter where you are. Yeah. But this is going to be a huge game this week on ABC. Can NCC prove that they're going to be, you know, the new team in the ACC? Is Clemson going to continue their reign of dominance from these last couple of seasons? Only time is going to tell. But that's going to do it for this part of our podcast here as we delve into some of the big, you know, action in the college football world from this past week and for this upcoming week. Make sure to tune on in to part two of our conversation as we talk about another interesting week in the National Football League, some crazy games from the NFL. Once again, I am one of your co-hosts, Nick Pavona, and I am once again joined alongside Grayson, Sheepy, G. Marino, and Andrew Johnson. Make sure to tune on in to part two of our conversation.